Oh, my. Susie just said, okay, that was just creepy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, for those of you who've ever read the Bible, you know where we're going today, don't you? And if you haven't ever read the Bible, you're going to be glad where we're going today. All right? Let me read it for you. Matthew chapter 7, straight from Jesus. Do not judge. Okay, that, I know it's kind of not real clear, but <laughs> do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to, to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So yesterday, um, I was at the Arts Festival. Anybody at the Arts Festival? All right. All right, man, more of you need to go. Come on. This is a cool city, man. There's great stuff out there. In fact, we were driving home and just going, I can't believe we live here. What an amazing place. Um, and so we're standing in line to get some food, and all of a sudden, Ashlyn's behind me, and she just starts squealing. And I, I turn around, she's like, ah, oh, oh, you know, because she's 10, and she has something in her eye. And I'm like, is this just for, so I can have an illustration for tomorrow? <laughs> Thank you, Ashlyn. So, but no, seriously, she's in severe pain, and I'm looking in, right, and I'm, I'm getting close, and I can see there's a, literally a tiny little black speck, and, 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 because, and you guys all have something in your eye. It doesn't matter how big it is. It hurts, and so what do I do, right? Well, I take out a hammer and a chisel, man, because I can get that puppy out. No, I, I, I take a Kleenex, and I, and I make this tiniest little thing. I go, okay, let's get it to, okay, it's in the corner of your eye. Now look up. Again, I'm just trying to be as gentle as I can. And so what Jesus is saying is, man, when you see a speck in someone's eye, in other words, when you see something that's in somebody else's life, and it's hurting them, you know that this thing in their life is not good, and it's hurting them, and ultimately it's going to stop them from fully being able to function in life. And, and so you want to care, right? And you want to see that thing. You want to do something about it. But Jesus is saying, those of you guys, and by the way, we're going to talk to mainly all you Christians in here, all you religious people. So if you're not a Christian, this is great for you, right? Because you get to just sit in here and go, all right, let's see what this is about. But I believe that Jesus is saying to all of us, don't judge every human being should not judge. But I believe in this message specifically, he's saying those of you who are Christians, those religious people, you have a tendency to see the speck in someone's eye, see something wrong in it, but you know what? You've got a freaking plank in yours. You know, I know in the video it was a stick. Can I show you what he was really talking about? This. <laughs> Excuse me, in the front row. <laughs> Seriously. The, Jesus was trying to make, you guys understand how funny he's trying to be? He's going, literally, what you have is you got one of these. A plank was a beam. It was a thing that you used to keep your house up. And he's going, all of you who judge other people, you're trying to, I can't do the quote sign. There's a quote sign. Help other people. And what are you doing? Whack. And all of, how many of you have ever experienced someone like this in your life? Right? All of us have. And I'm telling you what, it is painful, and it's harmful. And Jesus is saying, you who judge other people, 
what you're doing. Now, we're in this series. Here comes a judge. And we've learned that there is a judge, right? There is God, who's the only one who knows everything that's right and true. The only one who judges perfectly and fairly is the judge. And this week, it's you're not him. There's a judge, and you're not him. And so today, as we look at this, it's, it's almost like I was picturing a courtroom, right, where the judge is up on the, uh, his bench, and the person is being incriminated over over here in the witness stand, and then there's somebody sitting out in the, in the uh, what do they call that? I want to say the gallery. You know where I'm talking about, where people are. And, and somebody all of a sudden starts getting unruly because they want to cast judgment on this person, right? And they stand up and they start yelling things in the courtroom. What's the judge do? He throws them out. It's not your place. And I think what God wants to tell us today, it's not your place to judge. Now, let me tell you really quickly. In, when you use the word judge, there's a wide, vast meaning, okay? So just like any word, most words in the dictionary, you can look them up and they can mean different things. On one side, when we hear the word judge, it simply means to make an evaluation or to discern. See, in our culture today, what we hear is, don't judge anybody. And really what we're saying is, don't say that anything is wrong, right? Everybody should be able to do whatever they want to do. And if you ever would point out that something isn't good or something isn't right, you're casting judgment on me. Well, can I just... There's a big difference between making discernment, okay, and making an evaluation. And can I just tell you, Jesus isn't talking about that here. In fact, there's many times where Jesus says, you actually do need to make judgments. You've got to decide what is right and wrong. He gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can now know what is right and wrong. You guys understand that? So come back next week because we're going to talk about a people who do judge. And we're going to help us learn how do we actually make judgments in a way that honor God. So discerning, making good evaluations is not wrong in Jesus' eyes. On the other side of the spectrum, judge can mean to punish and to condemn. And this is what he's talking about. He's talking about your attitude. When you make a judgment, are you actually seriously concerned that you want to take the speck out of someone's eye and you're doing it gently so that you can restore them and their relationship with God or restore your relationship? Because that's when God makes judgments, you guys. It's always to restore. It's always because he loves, and he's just trying to help you not get caught up in something that's going to be harmful to you. So his question is, is that your attitude when you see something wrong in somebody? He goes, or do you have a critical attitude? Do you find yourself getting a little haughty, a little proud? Because if you do, as soon as you're judging somebody that way, guaranteed your relationship with that person starts to separate, doesn't it? It will every time. And that's what God is saying is, what I don't want you to do here, if you judge, then you're putting yourself above somebody else and you're looking down at them. Anybody ever had somebody look down at you? <laughs> we all have. And so you know what I was, as we jump into this, this message, here's what I know. I was sitting about thinking that. I'm like, man, I hope so-and-so's here this week, right? <laughs> you guys got someone that you're hoping's here? You know, you're like, damn, I wish I would have invited them, right? And, 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 and can I just tell you, they're right there. If you've thought that, you're a judger. You've already made judgment on somebody else, hoping they get their act together. 
And here's what I want to tell you, man. Every human being struggles with this one. And here's what I, I, here's what I want to know. And I've had an amazing week of study. I just told Susie as I came in here, I'm like, okay, pray for me again. <laughs> so I can just take everything. I've got to take everything and just boil it down and <clears throat> feed you something. But I'm telling you, I feel like I finally figured out some things about why I judge and why you do too. And so here's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at the cause, what causes us to judge. Then we're going to look at the results of judging. And then lastly, we're going to look at the remedy. Is there really something that could bring a remedy and cause us to stop being a people who judge? I'm telling you right now, man, this is one of the biggest issues that destroys our relationship. And as you're going to see, it destroys your relationship with God too, if you're a judger. All right? So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you that you care about us. Thank you for your word that is true and right and full of grace. And I do ask, God, I'm just going to ask for your anointing of the Holy Spirit to be in this place right now. And would you just give me the grace to be able to speak these words clearly? And would you give every one of us in this room the grace to be open to receive from you? And I ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Jesus, could you throw me that bottle of water? Thank you. All right. Let's figure out. Let's find out why we do this. What's the cause of judging? All right? Here's what Jesus tells us. Matthew chapter 7, verse 5. He says, You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll be able to see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So what's Jesus give? What's the reason that we, that we judge? He says, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> well, what's a hypocrite? A hypocrite is somebody who performs outwardly righteous in such a way that they fool everybody else. And you can even fool yourself of, and, and, and make you unaware of the corruption that's inside of you. See, Jesus, when he talked to the religious leaders and to the Pharisees, this was his biggest issue. Oh, my gosh, you guys put on so much of this act of having it all together. He goes, you have totally fooled yourself because your hearts are like a tomb. You're like dead inside. And so when he speaks to them in one place, in Luke chapter 18, verse 9, he says this, to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else. That is a hypocrite. You're confident of your own righteousness, and it causes you to look down on everybody else. So you guys, here's, let me just lay this right out for you. You know what this guy is right here? This, this is very interesting to me. When you study the scripture, I've always thought that he says, hey, you're seeing the speck in somebody else's eye. Do you not see the plank in your eye? How many of you who've ever read this always thought, hey, that person has a sin. Don't you see all the sin in your life? Right? I mean, anybody know that? See, it's almost like Jesus at this point is going, he's, he's kind of revealing something about human nature, that we have this ability to see what's wrong in everybody else, right? And yet we're totally ignorant to our own stuff. And that's part of it. But I'm telling you, as you, as you go into this, I, I, I'm going to show you something that's true. But I think the bigger issue here is that Jesus is saying, that speck you see in somebody else's eye is nothing compared to the sin that God sees in your eye. And you know what the sin he sees in your eye is? You know what the plank is, you guys? It's self-righteousness. The plank is self-righteousness. The thing that God is so concerned about, because we all got sin, right? Remember last week? We've all fallen short of the glory. Everybody has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. 
Everybody has struggles. Nobody's getting this thing right. And so God says, you've all got specks in your eyes. <laughs> but those of you who judge other people for their specks, you've got something else besides your speck. You've got a plank. And I'm concerned most about that. Because it's bigger. It's a bigger deal than what you've got. So why, how does this happen? So here's what I would challenge. Man, this is scary. <clears throat> is beware, all of you Christians. Because those of us who actually want to do what's right have the biggest tendency to fall into this. All right? I learned this from this passage here in Galatians chapter 5. Let's read this together. Paul writes this. He says, those who belong to Christ, okay, if you're a Christian, you have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. What's he saying? He's like, man, you died to the old way of living. You've been crucified. You've, you've totally got that out of his way. And, and now you want to do what's right. And then he goes, so... Since we now live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. You guys, here's what's so cool about being a Christian. This is one of the greatest things about being a Christian. If, so if you're not one, here's what's cool. Is when you receive Christ, last week we talked about how he gives you his perfect performance record. His righteousness is given to you. Here's what's cool. Is in your own heart, you'll start to want to do things that God wants you to do. I, I, this is the, the biggest freaky thing for, for people who become Christians. Because if you're not a Christian right now, you're going, I don't want to become a Christian because I don't want to stop doing these things. I, I, and, and here's what's crazy, is he gives you a new heart and you actually want to start doing them. It's like that is the coolest thing. So since we live by the Spirit, we have the Spirit of God in us. He goes, let us keep in step with the Spirit and then look at his very next warning. And if you're walking in the Spirit, don't become conceited. Don't become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Now, let me get back to that because let me go to chapter 6, verse 1. By the way, when Paul wrote the Bible, he didn't go, chapter 1, okay? It was actually just a letter. And so we, we split it up in chapters. So this very next verse flows right out of this. Don't become conceited. He goes, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught up in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Do you guys see that? You know what he's saying? If you see a speck in someone's eye, if you're living by the Spirit, then you should restore. You should try to get that speck out. But do it gently. Get rid of your plank. And then here's what he says. This is crazy. But watch yourselves. Watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Now, I got to tell you, when I first read that, I thought, okay, so if I see somebody and they're really doing something that I know is really horrible or destructive in their life. It, it seemed to me like what he's saying is, okay, if I'm going to go in and help them get out of that, I got to be careful because I could get sucked right into the same thing. You know, is that what you guys thought? That's not what he's saying here. You know what he's saying is, as soon as you become somebody who's looking to help take a speck out of somebody else's eyes, be careful because you're going to be tempted to do what? Look at verse three. This is so crazy. Where am I? There it is. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. You know what the temptation is? As soon as you try to take a speck out of your eye, the temptation is you could get conceited. You could think, oh my gosh, I walk in the Spirit. I do things that are right, and you don't. Can I help you? Because I'm such a good Christian. And that is one of the worst. You just pulled out one of these guys. And Jesus is going, 
Be careful, all of you, whoever want to come along somebody else who's struggling. It's not because you're going to start sleeping with people or you're going to start drinking or you're going to start taking drugs or you're going to start whatever those things are you're so concerned of. He goes, no, the problem is you're going to think you're something and you're not. And he goes, and that, as soon as you start thinking you're something, that is so much worse. Oh, you guys, isn't that crazy? Here's what's so cool. All of us who are Christians and we're so righteous, we, what happens is you, the next thing you know, all these horrible sins that people are doing, God's going, that's a speck. I'm concerned about your plank. I'm concerned about you getting conceited and thinking that you're something and you're not. The only reason you're anything because I made you everything you are. And that's what a Christian is. The cause of being judgmental is self-righteousness. And look, if we could throw back up there real quick, uh, Galatians 5.26. Throw back that just real quick. Look at what it says. And don't become conceited because what happens when you become conceited? You provoke others. <laughs> you know what that word provoke means? This is great. It means to call forth into battle. So as soon as you're a righteous snob, you know what you do? You cause problems. That's what you do. He goes, you, the word means you rise up anger or evil in another person. And that's what God's concerned about. You know what he wants us to do? Love each other. And every time you think you're self-righteous and you got your act together, you're screwing everything up. Or if you don't do that, if, you're, if your conceit isn't that you think you're all that great, you don't provoke other, some of you provoke other people into anger. Look at what the others of you do. You envy others. And I remember when I read this, I go, that's so me. You guys ever like, man, but look, at, I'm trying to do all these things for God. And how come that person gets that and I don't? How come they get the blessing and I don't? How come they're doing that? And I don't? Man, this is that not church right there? That is so church. See, and he's saying, here's the problem. If you're envying other people, you think it's about your behavior. If you're angry at other people, if you're provoking, it's because you think it's about your behavior. You guys, the cause of judging, if you judge somebody else, it's because you're still caught up in your own performance record. You're still trying to justify yourself before God by how good you are. That's the cause. Now, let's find out what the results are. What are the results? Well, part of the results are pretty clear here. If you're a judging person, one of the things in the scripture said, what? If you got a big plank in your eye, if you're a self-righteous person, then you can't see clearly to help anybody else. You guys all see it, right? So one of the results is you can't help because you can't even really see clearly what's going on in somebody else's life. The other result is division. And God hates division in relationship. And so, in Matthew 7, 1 through 5, he says, Don't judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. What's the result, you guys? If you judge somebody, what's going to happen to you? Go ahead and say it. What's going to happen to you? Yeah, you're going to be judged. Wait, wait, wait a second. I learned last week that I'm justified freely before God. That when he looks at me, he sees Christ's righteousness, and so I'm completely forgiven, right? Right. If you've received Christ's righteousness as a gift from God, then that's what you're going to offer other people. He goes, so what he's saying here is this. But if you, listen to this, what's he say? 
keep, yeah, the good is up there. In the same way you judge others, you're going to be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be used to you. Oh, this is so good. So let me ask you a question. When you look at another brother or sister, when you look at another Christian, when you look at another person, what are you using to judge them? Their behavior? Listen to this. If you judge others by their behavior, then what God is saying is, I'm going to judge you by your behavior. Don't fool yourselves. In Romans, where Paul writes all about this, after Jesus Christ died and he forgave all my sin, here's what he's saying. If you're really a Christian and you've actually received the grace of God and you live not on any works of your own, but totally as a gift from God, then that's how you treat everybody else. But if you say that you've received God's grace and you say that you're totally forgiven and you base your life totally on Christ's righteousness, but then you look at everybody else and you judge them by your behavior, I think this is what God is saying is, you've never actually received my grace. You're fooling yourselves. In chapter 2 of Romans, Paul says, you show contempt for my kindness. Do you know what contempt means? Contempt means I see it as worthless. So what he's saying is, if you judge other people, then you're showing contempt for the grace that I gave to you. You're saying it's actually worthless, and you're still caught up in justifying your own behavior. You guys following this? Here's my question to you. You, gotta, you, gotta, you have to answer this question deeply within your heart. That's why for nine years I've told you all my life is is one big pile of mercy. And if that's what I am, how can I offer you anything else? If you can't offer people grace and mercy, if you're still judging them on their behavior, that means you're still basing your life on your own behavior. And you need to receive the grace of God that blows you away. That says, I can't believe, because when I look at my performance record, it's horrible. I can't believe that you've given me a perfect one. So when I look at you, what do I see? Do I see someone that Jesus died for? And if you're a Christian, do I actually see you without blemish and without accusation? Do I see you? Because here's how, what the Bible tells us. God sees you without no accusation. So he's not going to... So here you are, totally judging somebody, being critical of them, and pulling yourself away from them. In other words, you're punishing them. And God has said, I'm not punishing them. <laughs> They're totally clean in my eyes, and you're going to punish them? Do you see what you've done? You know what the result is? You know why you're going to be judged? Because you put yourself in a place of judgment. You took God's seat. And I'm telling you right now, man, some of you in this room are religious, and you better get off the freaking bench. Because if you don't, you're going to stand before God, and you're going to thought, well, I thought I believed. I, I think you're going to say, no, you didn't. And here's how I know you didn't. Here's how I know you didn't receive my grace is you didn't pass it on to others. And you will give what you have. You will give what you have. Now, do I judge people? Yes. And what is it when I do? Sin. Apparently, 
a big one. <laughs> so as soon as I start looking at other people less, I got to confess that quick. So the cause of judging is your own righteousness. The result is you will be judged in the way you judge. My encouragement to you would be start seeing other people in the light of God's grace and offer them what you've received. Because that's the remedy, you guys. My last point, what's the remedy? It's grace. It's just grace. If there's grace, you guys, there's no more room for pride or conceit. There's no more room for envy or shame. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God. <laughs> See, again, I am right before God as a gift given to me. It's not by works so that no one can what? Boast. So if you see yourself better than somebody else, that's all you're doing is boasting. You're conceited. You know, by the word, by the, this is interesting, I didn't say this. The word conceit means empty glory. It means glorying without reason. <laughs> and if you're conceited, you're like, hey! And you know what God's looking at that going, you think there's glory in that? There's no glory in that. You know where the glory is? It's in Jesus, who totally died for you who emptied himself and paid for all of your sin. That's where the glory goes. And that's why every true Christian goes, Jesus rocks. Religion doesn't. He does. And trying to be good is horrible. It makes us judge each other. And it divides churches and marriages. And It's horrible. Grace unites us. Because I can't boast anymore. And I don't want to boast. And then the verse we looked at last week, Romans 3. For all have sinned, and we fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. You guys, here's what I know, man. Jesus paid for all my sin. The last thing I'm going to do is demand payment from somebody else. He paid for all my sin. I am not going to demand payment from somebody else. How about you? So, my concern for you, and I'm glad for today, don't come to heaven with one of these in your eyes. Don't do it. Get rid of justifying your own behavior through your righteousness. And one of the ways you can know if you're doing that is if you're a judger of people. So how do we apply this? Number one, some of you just need to be honest with yourself. Can you be honest with yourself? Hey, here's what I know. I'm hoping anyway. No, here's what I know. No idea. It's just, I know that when God's word comes, it's just the craziest thing. Sometimes his word comes and a light just comes on inside. Sometimes his word comes and you're like, I don't even, why did I come this morning, right? Some of you today have heard God say, you're a judger. You're a moralist still. You're still all about your own righteous behavior. And some of you just need to be honest with yourself and honest with God this morning. And you need to fall on your face before him and say, I am sorry. I am sorry I have shown contempt for the grace that you've given me. And, and please hear me. If you claim to have received his grace, and that then don't offer it to other people and condemn them and judge them. 
I mean, there's a parable in the Bible where Jesus says this. You guys know, have you ever heard this story? Where, the, where this guy comes to with a huge debt, and the guy, the king completely cancels his debt. And then right after he cancels, after his debt gets canceled, he goes out and he finds somebody else who owes him some money, and he demands money from the guy. <laughs> and when the king heard about it, he was like, What? What? I just, and the debt that he was, he was relieved of was like huge. And the one that was owed him was like, like five bucks. And he claimed, and he said, bring that guy in. And he said, you wicked servant. Take him and throw him out. To the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So some of you today, just need to get before God and say, I am sorry. Whoa. Please forgive me. I, I, I forgive me. And God, pour your grace into my life. Some of you aren't Christians today, and you know that you judge people. You do. I mean, you just you look at everybody else and you've compared them to yourself. And maybe today the light came on for you, and you're like, the way that I can actually be freed from being a judger and critical of everyone around me is I can see myself and all of my junk before God who freely gives his grace and freely forgives me. See, once you've been freely forgiven, you can freely forgive others. Once you know that I have nothing before you, God, then you can look at other people and give them the grace. So, action point for some, be honest with yourself. Number two, confess it to God and receive his forgiveness. And let him change your heart so you can give others what you've been given. And here's the last thing. If you know somebody right now that you've set yourself above and you've been judging them, you've been critical of them, and it's caused you to pull away from them, then you need to go to them. And some of you need to go to them today. And you need to just confess that to them and you need to let them know you're sorry and you need to reconcile to God because God is always about bringing us back together. And here's the funny thing I know is some of you, you've judged somebody and you've been critical of them and they don't even know it. You guys ever had that happen? That happens to me all the time. Seriously, I, I, like, I'll, I'll, Susie's nodding her head. So here's what happens, right? Is we come to church and everybody's like, hey, how you doing? Hey, good to see you. Right? <laughs> Like, so we do that, again, we put on the mask, we're the hypocrite, and we act like, hey, I really like you. Look how kind I am, because I'm a Christian, you Pharisee. Seriously. No, 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 no. That's what Jesus was saying to the religious leaders. You're acting all Christian, and you're not at all, because you know in your heart you despise that person. You know in your heart you're angry at that person. You know in your heart you've judged them, and you're critical of them. And then the next thing you know, like, next thing you know, like, people, where'd they go? I thought everything was Okay. Well, it wasn't. Why? So some of you right now, you've got people this morning, you gave them the good smile, the mask, and right now God's saying, take off your mask and be who you really are. Appear who you really are and be honest. And don't do it with this. Don't do it with this. Just go confess. Oh, I tell you, man, this will change your life. And it'll change this church. It'll change your marriage. You won't judge your spouse anymore. How good would that be? This is good stuff. Let me pray for you.
Lord Jesus, come right now into this room and shine your light on all judgmental attitudes in this room. On every critical spirit. On every person who somehow sees everybody else and sees all their problems and talks about them, slanders them, judges them. And I pray right now that you'd help them to say, hey, listen, hold on, buddy. You gotta be really careful here because if you're judging that way, I gotta judge you that way. And God, help us to receive your grace. Help us to believe and have our trust totally and completely in the good news of the gospel that you've forgiven us of everything. You've given us your righteousness as a gift. May that never stop blowing us away so that we can give that to each other. God, please make K2 a grace-filled church. God, we need you. And we need your spirit to be able to do that. Heal hearts today, God. Heal relationships today. Do something wonderful today as we stop judging. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Hey, um, so we're going to uh, close. I, just, I have a couple fun things to share with you as we close. <clears throat> I do want to say this. You are we... Do judge because we're still caught up in looking at our own behavior in self-righteousness. I will say this, though. I feel like some of you, though, part of the deal is, again, you've been so hurt and so wounded by other people that your judgment actually is coming out of, I think, almost self-protection. I don't want that to happen again. And and I want to say... There's something really right about healthy boundaries, but I can tell you this, if you still have anger and judgment towards the other person, you're still a prisoner, and God wants to set you free from that, okay? And just because, again, he does want us to make good judgments. It doesn't mean if someone's continually doing a wrong behavior, as a Christian, you don't go, hey, that's okay. (laughs) No, you don't. You actually point it out. And you know what happens sometimes when you point out somebody's wrong, right? It's, you actually, there's not a speck in there. They have a beam too, right? And they come back and whack. And, um, but I just want to encourage you that even if your, your walls or your judging have come from pain, the gospel can heal your pain and give you the ability to see other people in his light.